This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back, everyone. It's Brian Kilmeade on the road uh, in beautiful Miami, Florida, doing a big interview with uh, former Governor Jeb Bush. We'll be, you'll see it on One Nation. Here's some of it on our show a little bit later in the week, back in New York City a little bit later. But one thing is pretty true. No matter what state I go to, to what town I, I enter, whatever city I'm in, one thing is pretty clear. Social media is an issue, especially when it comes to kids. One of the few experts in this area who really drills down on it, does it for a living, as a family ther- therapist and author of Disconnected, Tom Kirsting. He's been on the show before, always great. You've seen him on TV, too. He's got a new book coming out causing, causing, um, called Raising Healthy Teenagers. It comes out in February, so right after the new year. Man, what an apt topic, especially coming off the 60 Minutes feature this week, as parents are getting on the offensive and saying, stop telling us we're bad parents. These kids with these devices are not on our supervision 24 hours a day. We need some responsibility from the social media apparatus. Tom Kirsting, welcome back. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Tom, this was a five-alarm fire when you were talking about this years ago. Do you think it's getting worse? Do you think we created more of a problem through the pandemic because kids were alone more than they normally would be? Yeah, you, so you're right. I mean, I started, I'm like one of the first people to start, one of the first experts. You know, the yeah. first time I lectured on this topic was in 2009, believe it or not. So I've been you know, traveling throughout the country for years, and it just continues to escalate. And to answer your question, you know, so the mental health epidemic among, you know, among our kids, it, 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 didn't, it, it didn't start with COVID. COVID accelerated it. So, for example, if you look at some stats in between February and March of 2021, right in the middle of the pandemic, yep. suicide attempts among uh, teenage girls 12 to 17 rose 51 percent compared to 2019 numbers. But, you know, this epidemic, started, the mental health stuff started, believe it or not, in 2012. And that's, that's when we really started to see an, a, a rise among young people. And that's when smartphones became mainstream. Keep that in mind. Absolutely. So I'm sure you saw in 60 Minutes, this is right up your alley. The Spence family has come forward and saying, I've had it with social media companies blaming parents. Here's a little of the story that they told on Sunday. Cut one. They're holding our children hostage and they're seeking and praying on them. Praying on them? Yes. The Spence family is suing social media giant Meta. Kathleen and Jeff Spence say Instagram led their daughter Alexis into depression and to an eating disorder at the age of 12. We realized that we were slowly losing her. We really had no comprehension to how severe social media had affected our daughter. She was being drawn into this hidden space and this dark world. So so with the Spence family speaking, does this sound like a session that you've been in? It's every single day, Brian, at my private practice, every single day. I have the, the same exact situation with a kid, uh, whether it's oppositional defiant behavior, kid flunking out of school, hostility in a household. And you have to remember, so when we, we talk about mental health and this epidemic among kids, what, what is mental health? All right, let me explain it real quick. So it's basically what is circulating in our mind and what, whatever is circulating in our mind, where does that come from? Well, it comes from what we're exposed to. 
comes from living as human beings. And we know that the average kid is spending somewhere between eight and nine hours a day on some other planet where their malleable brains are just absorbing, you know, crazy stuff all day long. So they're not really here on planet Earth. So naturally, it's going to affect their mental well-being. It's going to cause loneliness. Um, and it's going to change, you know, just the way they think and, 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 and lead to, you know, eating disorders and other things. So, you know, for example, in other eras, we'd grow up and you'd be in a rough neighborhood. It's a lot of gangs, uh, maybe a lot of hostility. Maybe you have uh, parents in the household, uh, a divorce is uh, an affray, there's an abusive and addiction situation. But the social media things, okay, those things might still exist. And let's add this into the mix. And people want to quickly say, you know, the environment or the parents. This is what the parents said, uh, the Spence family said, you know, when people say, okay, drill down, put some controls on there, cut to. Middle school teachers from Long Island, New York, gave 11-year-old Alexis a cell phone to keep in touch with them after school. We had very strict rules from the moment she had the phone. The phone was never allowed in the room at night. We would keep the phone in the hall. We checked the phone. We put restrictions on the phone. I would wait for my parents to fall asleep, and then I would sit in the hallway, or I would sneak my phone in my room. I wasn't allowed to use a lot of apps, and they had a lot of the parental controls on. And so how quickly did you figure out a way around the restrictions? <laughs> Pretty quickly. So the kids are much more than the parents. <laughs> no doubt about it. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, when, when uh, parents... If you ask me when I'm out lecturing and so forth, you know, how do I teach my kid how to be responsible with this? The answer is you can't. The kids cannot. Their, their prefrontal cortex of their brain isn't developed yet. That's the part of the brain that's responsible for risk, risk-taking behavior, impulsivity, and so forth. So we have to be the ones to do, to do that for them. Now, the best thing to do is not get your kid a smartphone until late adolescence. And right now, the average age that parents are getting their kids' phones, smartphones, is 10 and a half years old. And we all know that that's just stupid, <laughs> but we do it anyway. It's called social conformity. And, you know, I'm out there trying to change that, trying to create a new, new conformity. Uh, and and when, when do you know something's unhealthy? Well, when, and anything that you're obsessed over, right? So I tell people, I'll say, all right, listen, you know, it's not that, that technology and social media in and of itself is really bad, right? It's not, that just, it's not just by nature a bad thing. It's kind of like this. If somebody has a glass of wine with dinner at night, right? And in Italy, that's what you do every night pretty much, right? It's not a bad thing. If you have eight or nine glasses of wine every night with dinner, then we have a problem. And that's the space we're in right now because that's the, literally the amount of time that kids are spending more than any other life activity. And it's sure it's going to suck their brains into this vortex and affect their mental health. And we have a whole litany of, you know, of tertiary problems now, an obesity epidemic, you know, a social skills epidemic, you name it. And it's because they're not, we're not as, as social, emotional beings anymore. We're hypnotized inside this deep, dark place. Especially if you're a non-athlete, you, you don't feel comfortable in sports. If you're in sports, well, maybe you're over-committed. Uh, that might be an issue, but you're out there, you're running around, you're interacting with other kids, dealing with coaches, teams, refs. So that, to me, is a more normal upbringing that, that seems to foster development. I just want you to hear what they're saying, too, about what how, what's, that the kids are saying about how sometimes seeing these other kids on Instagram or TikTok or anything, having a better time than them, um, that makes them feel. This is Alexis Spence on 60 Minutes Cup 4. I was struggling with my mental health. I was struggling with my depression and my body image. And social media did not help with my confidence. And if anything, it, it made me, like, hate myself. It all came to a head her sophomore year when Alexis posted on Instagram that she didn't deserve to exist. A friend alerted a school counselor. 
That was the scariest day of our lives. I got a call to come to the school, and I went there, and they were just showing me all of these Instagram posts of how Alexis wanted to kill herself and hurt herself. And if Instagram is really has all the software to protect them, why was that not flagged? Why was that not identified? Well, those are good questions. And number two is, uh, thank goodness somebody took action, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Now, here's here's the issue here too, Brian. I, you know, um, you know, at pre-adolescence and adolescence, just that in and of itself is a very I call it the purgat- purgatory moment, where you're kind of transitioning between childhood into adulthood, and you're in this middle area where you're changing hormonally and so forth. So it's a very challenging developmental stage for kids. And now you throw into the mix this social media stuff, and what gradually what happens from just constantly viewing everybody else's highlight reel. The mindset in that vulnerable mind that sets in is along the lines of everybody else's life is so wonderful, my life really stinks. So it's another layer on this already difficult stage called adolescence, and it's a big layer. Yeah. Uh, so when you when you start realizing that, hey, listen, people have drama. There's 12-year-olds who didn't get invited to Halloween parties, right? There's yeah. – uh, you know, and Christmas is not going to be – you know, you're not going to have your friends over. Uh, you don't get many calls, not many text messages. You feel like everybody else is more popular than you, taller than you, uh, better looking, more athletic. That's normal that you go through it, but you're saying this puts it to the 10th power. And the biggest question is, does Instagram, Facebook, and all these other uh, social media uh, devices and programs, do they know what they're doing? And, and that's where they might be legally viable because they're looking to hook people in to get more views, uh, to get more advertising dollars, perhaps. That's what they're assuming. I want you to hear this last one, cut five. This previously unpublished internal document reveals Facebook knew Instagram was pushing girls to dangerous content. It says that in 2021, an Instagram employee ran an internal investigation on eating disorders by opening up a false account as a 13-year-old girl looking for diet tips. She was led to this content and recommendations to follow Skinny Binge and Apple Core Anorexic. Other memos show Facebook employees raising concerns about company research that revealed Instagram made one in three teen girls feel worse about their bodies. And the teens who used the app felt higher rates of anxiety and depression. So, I mean, that's pretty evil, isn't it? It is. And I, can't, I remember that you know, about a year ago when it came out, when they, I think it was uh, Instagram had done their own internal study on yeah. this stuff. And then it revealed that, you know, it was making girls more depressed and anxious and so forth. But, and they tried to conceal it. And then, you know, then it got leaked out to society. And, and one last thing, Brian, like we talk about, you know, so what I try to tell kids all the time when I'm talking to parents is that when you hear the word self-esteem, okay, what's the important word there? Self. So that's how I feel about me. It's how anybody feels about themselves. And that's never going to be attained by likes or streaks or anything that's external. Self-esteem is internal. And that's what we need to teach our kids. It's, we have to teach them how to go within and get out of this world without, what I call it. And how do you do that? Can you do that in a session from you, Tom Kirsting, being a professional? Or can you? how do you put that into a kid? Yeah, what I, what I implore these parents to teach their kids or kids is I implore them to sit in silence every day for 15 minutes. And it sounds crazy, you know, how I'm going to sit in silence for 15 minutes, but it's, it, it is by far the most important 15 minutes per day that that kid will spend because they'll actually get to know themselves. They'll actually get to feel themselves breathing. They'll get, I call it the rest of the iceberg, you know, within ourselves. 
And the tip of the iceberg is, you know, everything that these kids believe is reality. You know, the amount of likes they have, streaks, followers, and all that stuff. So self, you want to get to know self, it requires repose. It requires sitting in silence. So interesting. And uh, do you get pushback on that? All the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> and it goes to show you. You know, it goes to show you, like, is that that hard to do? Well, if somebody's never done it, it is because it's terrifying when you're just sitting there, you alone with your thoughts, and you've never done that. But with practice, uh, you can master that, and you master self, and you unveil the deeper, mm. the deeper person that exists within. Tom Kirsting with us. He's got a book coming out called Raising Healthy Teenagers. I can't imagine people uh, driving to work right now, driving to school, dropping things off, and not benefiting from this conversation, whether you're a grandparent, parent, or you're actually a kid uh, listening around the country. And lastly, we thought we'd bring this in. Uh, Johan Hari wrote a book called Stolen Focus, um, and just about how kids just don't play anymore. You know, and, the, and there's, there's such a fear out there about kidnappings and what if my kid goes to the playground and doesn't come back or walk to the store and somebody does something. So they don't do it. So listen to what he, what he was saying our situation is now. The idea that kids can't play outside without this being dangerous, this has never been the case in human history. Kids have always played together, much of the time without direct adult supervision. That's been the way for all of humanity. To suddenly say, no, it's too dangerous. It's like saying kids should sleep upside down. It's an inversion of what every previous human society has thought. So why do we do this, Johan? Because well, if, you're, if you're that parent and that kid goes to the playground at, at eight uh, years old and doesn't come back, you're the worst parent in the world. Yeah, well, in recent years, Brian, I'm glad you brought this up. In recent years, outdoor play is down 71%. So kids are spending seven to eight hours indoors playing and only about seven minutes per day outdoors. And this idea, that, and I talk about this. It's funny. I'm so glad you brought this up. You know, this kidnapping, where people don't realize that kidnapping is at an historic all-time low. The problem is, you know, what are, there's a camera on every street corner. There's a camera in everybody's pocket. So every bad thing that is happening in society is picked up and is funneled immediately to the armpit with what I call social media. And if we're seeing these things over and over again in our mind, they're leaving an imprint, and it's causing an erroneous fear and something that's not real because we see it all the time. Like, for example, a kidnapping. Somebody gets kidnapped in the middle of rural Mississippi. You now know about it five minutes later, whereas 20 years ago you would have never heard about it. And I have a, a ch- actually in a new book, I have a chapter explaining this. Uh, the chapter is called Fear, Fear-Filled Nation and how we're all, live, all kids and everybody, we're living in fear because that's what is being driven to our malleable brains through our phones all day long. Right. Uh, and, you know, I talked to the Robertsons, uh, Duck Dynasty, and they were out six, eight years old with guns that they've been trained yeah. with. So they'd be out there duck hunting with their older brothers, you know, not by themselves. They go through the training and are driving tractors at 11. And that's just a totally different rural upbringing. So there are people listening to us right now, especially in New Jersey, yeah. rural New Jersey. And, uh, you know, we're in Iowa and we're in upstate New York. They might be they might be kids that are outdoors. But for the city kids, uh, yeah. that's where the seven minutes comes in. And, and for a lot of suburban yeah. kids. Yeah, my parents grew up in the Bronx, right? Uh, and they said, my dad was telling me he, would, he was taking a subway all over all over New York City when he was like eight years old by himself. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> and he's okay. Yeah. Tom yeah, Kirsty. Right. Yeah. I mean, Vietnam too. I, I, uh, I can't imagine a book more a- appropriate. I look forward to talking about that. And, uh, of course, your expertise along the way, Raising Healthy Teens. And your other book is called Disconnected. Tom, thank you. 
I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.